And we're live. Hooray! Hey, happy Halloween! Yay! Yay. Happy Halloween! Halloween. John, are you excited about the new consoles yet? No. Okay. <laughs> just, just gonna check in. I still haven't figured out how to get an Xbox Series X yet. Like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't get a pre-order, so am I just gonna have to wait and try to day one order it online or something? Yeah, I mean, are, are, what are you, like, itching to play on your Series X the day it comes out? Like, what's what's your hot probably, Xbox Probably Yakuza 7. Okay, sure, yeah, that's right. That's true, that is a launch title. Right on. Yeah, you're gonna have to try and day one it. Um, I know down here, we'll they just announced for Black Friday that they are not gonna be selling them uh, the consoles in the store, if you want. Yeah, it's the same up here. For Walmart's doing the same thing. Yeah. Which is good because they don't. You don't need people lining up, man. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> right on. I'm excited. Less than two weeks away. Oh, I'm excited. I have um, and I'm curious, John, what what your plan is. Has the this has the size of the PS5 changed how you're going to have to orient your entertainment shelf? Yeah, I am yeah. trying to figure out how the fuck to fit that in there. The X was already going to be tricky, but there's a oh, spot really? I can put it in. Okay. Like, my, my shelf over here is already full, but I can I can Jenga a bit to make the Series X fit. The right. PS5 so, is going to be a problem. There's no so way I can my, have it standing up. My issue isn't really an issue of, is it full or not? Because I'm going to remove the current, you know, current gen consoles and replace them mm. with the new ones. So, like, I'll have the space. But I have... For, you know, for those keeping track at home, I have like the Calyx shelf, the like the classic IKEA one. I've got the two the by four, like ev- yeah, the squares. Yeah. Like everyone has this mm-hmm. fucking shelf, right? Because um, it's it's a yep. great shelf, and that's what I have laying flat under my TV. Um, Same. Yep. Same. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. I've got them around, but yeah. 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 Um, so the Series X fits in there fine, and you still get like a couple inches on, on if you uh, above it or beside it if you're laying it sideways. So the Series X is not a problem at all. Um, what I'm actually probably gonna have to do with the Series X is because right now I have these kind of little like divider shelves inside a couple of those to give me kind of two shelves in one square, if that makes yeah. sense. I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna have to remove that and then sit the Series X upright um, and then put whatever was on top, which is the Switch, kind of to the side of it. Should be totally fine. The The PS5 is too big to fit in those squares. Yep. It just cannot right. fit vertical horizontal i think my best bet is behind the tv at this point yeah if i had one that's what i would have done which is likely what i'm gonna have to do too that's that is absolutely absurd (laughs) yeah so i've got like modular shelves which can can be moved up and down uh Mm -hmm. but the problem is all the shelves are full to the brim i have enough space that i could move stuff around but i think that thing on its side will take up an entire shelf by itself while everything else has two things on it okay yeah i don't know if i can i'm gonna get this in for the for the video watchers sure like yeah see you've got some wide shelves so it would like get its own shelf like yeah yeah. but like but every other shelf has at least two things on it the widest thing on there is that sega cd combination so okay one thing i'm seeing right now you have a 360 hooked up you could probably box that up because you got a series x that is going to play those games 
Yeah. I mean, I also have an Xbox One X right there. That's too. another thing. That one you could probably box away that's, as well. That's not stopping me. <laughs> it's um, not stopping. Well, I'm just saying, like, you don't. How often do you turn either? Are are you going to turn either of those on when you have the Series X? I turned the 360 on on Monday. And why didn't you just use the one? Because the game I wanted to play wasn't on the one. I don't believe. Oh, okay. Well, actually, it might have been. Hang on. I don't know. I'm I'm saying that as a, an easy solution of being able to like put some away in the closet or whatever. But yeah, you, you do you obviously. I like having them all set up because I have a bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of stuff on there that's not available on the other one. But yeah, no, the game we play we could have actually done because it's uh, Alice Madness Returns. Mm. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that one hadn't got the backwards. It's, it's on both series and Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um. And Paul, you said if you were getting the five, it would go behind the TV. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would do for sure. Which is a bummer. It's, I almost feel like I'm hiding it. And it's like I want to look at this thing I just you know spent half a grand on. But I guess oh God, so. it sounds so much worse when you put it that way. Well, it's more for <laughs> you, you guys. Half a grand. I know. <laughs> you guys, what what is it up there? What are they six something? I'm assuming six hundred, six hundred, six fifty, somewhere in that range. Wow, I think six hundred. I think so. I think it was 500 for the base uh, digital only one on walmart.ca when I looked. So, Paul, remind me, are you getting a PS5? Uh, I was looking today and I was just like, maybe I will. Honestly, it's the, I just want Demon's Souls. But yeah, like, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of Demon's Souls news today. Kind of comparison well, stuff. There was a uh, there was a new trailer that right, released okay. or whatever. Right. So. And are you looking so at the I, uh, at the slim or the 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 disc? The literally the like if they could like break off half of it or something and like give me just the circuitry and not the case for like ten dollars cheaper, like as cheap as I can get. Just the cheapest. I'm, okay, so the the digital one. I mean, I think that's it, the way to go, right? Like, I just think that's for me, absolutely, because yeah. I, I'm gonna have like five exclusives on it, maybe through its life cycle. Everything else will be PC. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had someone talking to me today. They were asking, like, they're like, hey, you know, you know, you go, you know, games. What should I what should I get for my kid? He's he's 12. You know, I was telling him mm-hmm. the pros and cons. I was like, you know, I would make sure I have something that has access to Game Pass. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then so it kind of turned out like th- so they're probably going to want a, a PlayStation. And, and I thought to myself, you know, when I was 12 and digital wasn't that big a thing. Mm-hmm. Trading games physically was clutch yeah for sure like i i needed that so i kind of said that's something that like nowadays i don't do that pandemic aside i just don't you really really would need it because we also had blockbuster and shit like we had other ways you could get a game for not the full price so these days you definitely need to do that if you didn't have digital you would need to trade games yeah yeah uh especially as like kids they don't have access to as many games as i was like as a kid i don't have i didn't have access to as many games i do now so it's but, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not trading games that often with people. For the most part, it's like if I really want to play this, like I'll, I'll just pick it up. It's fine. Don't don't worry about it. I don't even know when I'm going to see you next. Yeah. Let's, I'll just I'll buy it. Amazon two days, whatever. If I need a physical copy. Anyway. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, did, have we talked about Borat 2? Uh, last week. Oh, my God. Borat 2. Because it came out last week. Did we talk? Have we talked? We did, no, we did the show before it, it, so I don't think came, we've talked. Yeah, it was, I watched it after the show yesterday, or last week. 
Right. We should talk about Borat too. Should we? Yeah, I <laughs> I really enjoyed Borat too. Interesting. I thought it was like for me, I was like, you know what? This would have been a great like five YouTube videos and the rest of the stuff in between that is kind of quote unquote story. I couldn't give less of a shit about. I I thought the jokes were pretty funny. I had just watched Borat one and I was in a place where I was like, I don't need more Borat in my life. I don't need to. And I st- and I, th- I think Borat two is better than Borat one. I think it is. The, the satire is way better. There's definitely more satire and less just. The, it's weird because like Borat two definitely feels more written. Like the joke, there's jokes written and like there's stuff written about it. Whereas Borat one is just like, let's make let's make this let's let this guy look like a complete dick for a while or something. Uh, and then let's look at his two. dick for a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then this other guy's dick. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, the no, ending yeah, for I, Borat two is actually hilarious. That yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> ending. I was actually kind of curious when when are when movies are going to start like making fun of that. Like when is that going to yeah. be like a, a, a thing? Um, that was good. I, I I thought the characters were good. I I really enjoyed Borat two. I, I think that is a, a good watch, and it's awesome that it just came out on Prime kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, on Prime for free is definitely the way to watch it. I think I would have been more disappointed if I had paid like twenty bucks for a theater. Oh, that just reminded me. Um, I went to a movie theater on the weekend. Oh, let me okay. let me let me tell you about this. I went to a drive-in movie theater. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Went I was going to say like what? To, oh, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you this fucking story of that I have I have been through going to this <laughs> movie theater. So okay. I had known about a movie theater about 45 minutes away from here, from here um, for a while. I checked. I was like, I wonder if they have Tenant. Because I really liked, I mm-hmm. want to watch Tenant. They had Tenant. TLDR, I saw Tenant. Yeah. Uh, so I was, TLDR, how was it? Is it fine? Is it worth I, risking COVID for? Nothing is worth risking COVID <laughs> for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I quite enjoyed Tenant. I, I think if you like Inception... Uh, you're gonna like Tenant if you like. Is it uh, Borat kinda, too? It's I. I yeah, those are so asking different. the hard questions. Asking uh, the hard questions. I enjoyed <laughs> watching Tenant more than I enjoyed watching Borat too. I guess. Okay. But I mean, you should. I would recommend seeing both if you want to watch two good movies. Um, if you like Inception, you'll like you'll like Tenant. If you like trying to figure out like, oh man, how did the filmmakers do this? And you'll you'll love Tenant. If, if you love kind of behind the scenes stuff of like, what, what were the actors having to do? Tenant is going to be a treat for you. Um, it's just a fun mind bending time. So it's, it's the next inception. It's like inception two. Um, anyway, let me tell you about this driving movie theater experience. So, uh, my girlfriend had been there in the past and she told me she wasn't able to get in because it gets packed really quick. So we looked on their website, which by the way, they don't do any kind of online ticket sales, no ticket sales in advance. You got to show up to get your, to get your slot. Sure. We see on the, um, on the website, uh, gates open two hours before the showing. So our movie's at nine fifteen. So we said, okay, well let's get there at seven We'll bring the iPad and we'll just watch stuff in the car while we wait for the movie to start. Sure. Not, not a big deal. So we get there around seven fifteen or so we're in line outside. We can see it. Two, there's two movies already going. They got they got Monsters Inc. and okay. The War with Grandpa. I don't even know what that is. That's a comedy <laughs> out with um, Robert De Niro in it. 
Oh, okay. So, and I'm, I'm sure it's just great. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we can see that those are playing. So we're in line, slowly moving up. We get to the we get to the you know the box office, the front gate area at about seven fifty seven thirty, mm-hmm. and I say, "Hey, two for tenant." The guy goes, "Oh, we don't sell start selling tickets um, for tenant until eight forty five. Oh. which means in the line we were going, all yeah. these people were showing up to watch either Monsters Inc. or War with Grandpa already an hour into the movie. Uh, honestly i think that they were they were there to get out of the house they weren't there they could give a shit less about what movie i just think that was upsetting we were like what are all these people doing why are you wanting to watch the second half of a movie right anyway yeah so he's like you you know we're selling at 8 45 you can you can start lining up early at 8 30 and we're like all right so we make a u-turn we drive out we go across the street we start watching netflix pretty much the same time we had we start seeing people lining up around 8 30 so we get in line we move up, we move up, we get to the ticket at 8.50. And I say, you know, hey, two for tenant, same kid. Uh, he says, oh, uh, we're not selling tickets till tenant until nine. I was uh. like, what? I was here an hour ago and you told me yeah. 8.45. Oh no, 8.45 is the time for Scream. To which I respond, why would you have told me the time for Scream when I asked <laughs> for tenant? Yeah, he wasn't listening to you. So, yeah. And then, so I was like, well, it's, there's nine minutes until nine. Can you make an exception? I've gone through this line twice now. Oh, uh, let, let me ask someone. And he asked the guy beside him. The guy's like, yeah, just do it. So the guy beside him's just like, who fucking cares? Do it. That's basically what he said. He was like, yeah. yeah, go just do it, man. And the kid's like, all right, if I get in trouble. And I was like, I appreciate it. Thank you. We go in. Yeah. The, the drive-in was cool because the lot... It, the the ground is like wavy so that your car tilts up to look at the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't sure. that cool? That's neat. Yeah, that's good. What a cool idea, right? So, yeah, and they have a little concessions. You can go in and get your concessions and stuff, and, and the radio stuff works great. Um, okay. The screen's a, a little small because it's a little far off. We weren't exactly sure where we should park because we had never been yeah. before. We're like, we probably don't want to be at the front. I don't know. And then you have the issue of just people's headlights turning on randomly oh it's kind of like the new like someone's turning their cell phone on it's just every now and then one third of the screen will get brighter for a few minutes weird Um, huh okay so that was kind of something yeah and we were wondering like you know they say most cars should be fine to just run their battery for the length of a movie uh if you're worried you can you know turn the car on every now and then which that's what i'm assuming people were doing and that's why headlights were turning on they offer. Yeah. They also mm-hmm. offer uh, complimentary car jumps if your battery does die, uh, which okay. I thought that was a pretty cool service to do. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, that was that was a cool movie experience, and going through those lines twice was insane. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was worth it. I got to see Tenant. What would you have done if you had gone through all that and then the movie sucked? Uh, you know, I, it probably would have been fine because I just wanted to see a movie again in some kind yeah. of theater-esque setting. Um, also, like, even if Tenet sucks, I'm still going to go see the next Christopher Nolan movie, right? Like, even if Pixar puts out a bad movie, I'm going to see the next thing Pixar puts out. Like, I just, those people have earned my attention and, and whatnot. Um, so, not neither here nor okay. there. But yes, I enjoyed Tenet. I think Tenet's a good time. 
Cool. Uh, all right, let's do the actual podcast, uh, the one about video games. Uh, this is the top-down perspective for October 29th, and I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, and John, why don't you talk to us about video games? Okay. I played a lot this past week because I needed some uh, time. I needed some uh, shutdown time. So I played... I finished up Always Legacy officially again because I did the... the uh, like the unarmed run. Yeah, the, oh, uh, I did the, yeah, I did the pacifist run. Turns out that was more fun than the main playthrough. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Because well, I knew the map, good. so it went faster. And uh, honestly, one of my gripes was kind of the combat. So it kind of fixed that by not having it anymore. <laughs> sure. The only downside to it was if you uh, if you did accidentally swing and kill someone, like it, it marked it on your save immediately. So you had to start the entire playthrough over again if you did. Or if you were sensible like I did, you just copied your save file before. It oh, okay. So just pick a pick apart, stop for a bit, copy your save, continue, continue, which is good because it happened once by accident. Because oh, no. <laughs> uh, I was just in a so your your bubbles can attack, and I accidentally popped one at the wrong time, and it killed a, uh, like a, a random enemy when I was trying to figure out something, and I was just like, ah, oh, shit. So thank God oh, I've been annoying. doing that backup, or I would have had to redo uh, a couple hours of gameplay, which would have been infuriating. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, other than that, we played Earth Defense Force for the arcade because I was just in the mood for a, a brainless shmup, and that was indeed a brainless shmup. Uh, but it's a brainless shmup that very clearly wanted your money if you were playing it in an arcade because your ship moved slower than most bullets, so it was really hard to dodge things. Uh, you don't get enough power to take out things fast enough despite uh, there being uh, a lot of power-ups in the game. You basically, every time you kill, it adds to a meter, and then you level up your ship that way. You have four different types of shots you can pick, and uh, every time you level up, you also gain a new way to move around your like ship's options. So you can either put them on the front of your ship so your main attack is bigger. You have it circling around you for defense and for spreading out your shots. You can have it chase enemies around for you so you can focus on dodging, but they're weaker shots. Uh, just a bunch of things like that. It, it was interesting, but yeah, it was like, I can't really recommend it unless you're just really into shmups and just got to play everything. Okay. Interesting. Kirby, Kirby Fighters 2, I'm done with. Not... <laughs> Actually, but I'm I'm sick of it. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you're done uh, climbing this, the tower. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It really <laughs> sucks. Matches take forever, uh, and they keep adding more and more. Uh, and then once you've finished the story mode, they unlock the final chapter, and the final chapter is 50 matches in a row, and you are allowed to fail three times. Period. Hey, man, they, they advertise it as you're going to fight some Kirby's. So you better be ready to fight some Kirby's. You fight a lot of Kirby's. So a lot many of Kirby Kirby's. to fight. It's it's really infuriating. I'm actually it's awful. I can't recommend that. Like, if you're going to get it, don't get it for single player, even though it's the fastest way to unlock shit, which is infuriating. Mm. I mean, it's a Smash Bros. I wouldn't recommend getting Smash Bros. for single player. Well, no, but like Smash Brothers unlocks things way better and way faster than that does. Sure. Like it's sure. bad. It's just the 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 final tower. It just drags on so much, and then like the enemies scale so fast and so high that you just can't keep up with either the damage output. 
and your AI partner will either be brilliant or dumb as a bag of bricks. Classic. Because he Sounds tends fun. to not know about the, the map obstacles, the things that do the most damage. So you'll go in with full health and then suddenly he'll die in like 10 seconds. So you're by yourself and they're doing so much damage you can't keep up. It just gets, it's not worth the time investment because each match can take anywhere from like 15 seconds to two minutes. And then you have to do that 50 times. It's just not worth it. And then they have the, the shittiest thing is halfway through, you have to fight a Shadow Kirby, so it's, like, specifically a boss Kirby. So he gets the full boss health meter instead of, like, the normal health meter. But he can still heal and use all items like all other Kirbys. So it's just a even more aggravating Kirby fight. <laughs> and if time runs out, which it almost did in one run, I literally killed him on one second. Uh, oh, man. You get to do it all over again. So, uh, no. <laughs> I really, really can't recommend that single-player mode. Maybe with a yeah. second player, because you can do that, but it's bad. <clears throat> Sometimes you just gotta uh, say no sucks. thank you to a game and, and part ways yeah. with it forever. And that's pretty much yeah. what I did. As soon as that happened, I'm like, nope, that's it. I'm out. Yep. I'm not having fun anymore. I'm an adult man. I don't have to put up with this. Uh, Cat Quest. I started playing Cat Quest and finished Cat Quest. I like Cat Quest. Those games are Cat- fun. Cat Quest good. is fun. Did you play the this sequel? A- yeah. I did, yeah. This is yeah. a this I played this on a iOS and the sequel was a Apple Arcade launch title. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So Cat Quest 1 was was pretty fun. Uh you for those who don't know what it is, you play as a cat who is a dragonborn, is that I think is what they call it? Dragon blood. Dragon blood. Something uh like that. Yeah, so you have the power to fight dragons, so you have to level up um by running around this map and like it's all the overworld map is where everything takes place. And you run around fighting monsters, finding treasures and stuff like that. And you get the ability to walk on water and fly and you fight other dragons and you do so many side quests. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's but it like was a, fun. It's like a simplified RPG, but like it's pretty good. Yeah. There's a lot of good cat puns. Yeah, it is a, a simplified action RPG with so many cat puns. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it works surprisingly well with touch controls. Like that is a quality yeah. iOS game. It's, it's pretty simple on uh, on Switch. It works good. Although I'm a bit <clears throat> nervous because playing it with the Joy-Cons, I had Joy-Con drift, which I've never had before with those Joy-Cons and didn't have with any other game I played. Maybe it's oh, just starting? I don't know. It was just weird that it was specifically only happening with one Joy-Con uh, during that game. And it was yeah. only when I was using the stick. When I just used the D-pad, like it didn't keep drifting. Like it actually stayed in place. So I'm confused what was going on there. Hmm. Uh, but Maybe yeah, no, that a, was a fun, an artifact for the, from like the mobile roots or something like just Maybe. some weird momentum. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, no, I beat that game and then it unlocks Mew game is what they call it. Oh, where, nice. where you can put modifiers on your game, but the only mm. reward you get is more armor for the game you've already beaten. <laughs> sure <laughs> so it's super pointless to do and not worth it so i'm just like yep nope i'm good yeah i liked you, play, i liked you uh, but didn't like you that much <laughs> you gonna play mm-hmm. two not enough to play through the entire game yet. uh i haven't picked it up yet i don't think i have cat quest two yet okay i think that one, that one has dogs. co-op that you could pl- yeah they did uh, they, add dogs yeah. and i think you can do co-op with reese if you wanted to yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it yeah because the the uh, thumbnail for it shows 
uh, two main heroes. Yeah. And also, yeah, they, they mentioned the dogs a bunch in the first game, so I guess they did that with the second one. Yeah. yeah. And then they add dog puns. True. There's dog yep. puns. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, otherwise, I played Night Slashers. I just wanted another brainless game to play, so I picked a, a, a weird Data East beat-em-up that's on the Switch. Uh, okay. It's, you, you play as one of three uh, monster killers. You either play as an American named Jake, who literally has an American flag on his chest, and cybernetic arms they that do. shoot electricity. Uh, you mm-hmm. play as Christopher, who basically is a mix. Uh, he's like a kickboxer. But also like dressed in like a snappy suit, like a like a weight staff, and he kills people with like magic and also like sharp kicks and like magical gems. And then there is uh, I forget her name, but she's the, the she's the quick character who uses a bunch of uh, martial art magic and stuff like that. So it's just you know your standard like '90s arcade beat 'em up with a lot oh, yeah. of gory zombies and with like really really out there just like goofy presentation so it was fun hell yeah yeah and then the last thing i played was part-time ufo which is a uh a mobile game that hal released i think like a year or two ago and then they oh, i think put it was it on the, yeah but they put it on the switch like <clears throat> yesterday after the nintendo direct mini yeah isn't I love this game UFO, free on man. phones i i think so think so yeah, so I was uh, when I looked up the price check. of this, and it was like nine bucks, which is also just a weird price, uh, and that's American. Um, and I was I was a little surprised because I'm pretty sure this game is free on phones. Uh, four bucks. Oh, maybe I'm misremembering. Four bucks on Android, anyways. <laughs> and yeah, it came out 2018. It looks like. I thought it was way older than that. I wonder if I nope. paid for this. Mm. Yeah, the game is super cute. Uh, you you play as a little UFO who works part-time jobs. Uh, you have a crane that you drop down from the bottom of you. And you have to lift up things and kind of put them in place. But obviously there's like swaying physics to it. You have to get used to like like winds and stuff like that. Other things trying to hit you. You have a time limit if you want to get like all these extra missions done. And they're all like really quirky missions like, hey, yep. make a cheerleader pyramid. I love that one. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Put away all these toys. Uh, catch a bunch of fish. Like they're they're all like silly, fun missions. Yeah. And uh, the soundtrack is is really catchy, but it's also got like these little like I don't know how to describe it. Like squishy sounding singers who keep singing uh, part time UFO to the background of all the songs. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. It it sounds like the sound you make when you're saying chubby bunny, kind of like that. That I don't know how else to describe it. But uh, it, it's very adorable. Uh, you can buy costumes in-game with the in-game currency that you get from doing all the yep. missions. So, and they'll change how your ship works a little bit, or they'll just be fun cosmetic things. Uh, oh, honestly, yeah, it's right. really fun. It's, it's yep. fun for like a simple game. So if you want something just a little physics-based, simple platforming, or not platforming, simple like stacking game or like simple crane game, it's honestly a pretty good recommendation. I think yeah, if I remember correctly, it had both like traditional controls or gyro controls is that the case here again that i don't know uh i've only been playing it in table and tv mode mm. okay so with traditional controls am i remembering correctly paul that it had gyro controls <sighs> i want to say yes but i don't remember yeah it's 
for sure. I don't remember either. I didn't play that game very long. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. It's not like even that it. long from what I can see. Yeah, a few hours. Not too bad. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything about the controls. Game's cute. It's a cute game. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right, yeah. I'm going to talk about Pokemon. Pokemon came out with okay. new DLC last week, and I played a bunch of it because it's very good. Um, yeah, which I heard good things about it. I was uh, pleasantly surprised because the last piece of DLC was a bummer in terms of how much grinding I was going to be up against. So I'm basically using this DLC to do a bunch of the uh, the grinding required for... Oh, what was the last one? I'm sure someone in chat will tell me. The new one is called Crown Hunter, though. Mm-hmm. And um, there's kind of a few different aspects to this. Uh, first off, they've introduced uh, raid battle adventures or raid adventures or something like that. Isle of Armor is the name of the first DLC that I uh, got stuck with. Thank you. Um, so raid adventures or whatever the, the name of that one is is they basically take the raid system, which is where four people, whether it's you and three AI or four human players, battle a giant Pokemon. And if you beat it, you can catch it for like easily. Dynamax Adventures is the name. Okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not internalizing all these names, as you can tell. Um, but what, what they do with the uh, adventure system is instead of just fighting one Pokemon and you're done, they make you fight through a little cave, and it's kind of just like a like a flow chart. Do you want to do the left or right? And you'll kind of, it'll give you what type of Pokemon you're going to fight, like a grass one or a dark one. And they'll be foggy. So you can kind of make out which Pokemon it is. You can kind of can't. Um, and you have to do that like three or four times until at the end, you will fight a legendary Pokemon. Uh, and all you know is the type it is. So you can kind of whittle it down like, oh, well, if it's fire, it could be like a Moltres, it could be an Entei, you'll kind of have a little bit of that. Um, You can also say specifically, hey, I know the path to this one, and you will guarantee to get that. And and the way you can get that is some of the time is, is random. If you team up with someone who got it randomly some way, then you can kind of guarantee it. So there is some kind of like working together if you wanted to. Um. You also, like, rent a Pokemon while you're doing this, and then any of the Pokemon you catch along the way, including that uh, that legendary one at the end, you're allowed to take one of them back. So you're most likely going to take that legendary Pokemon, unless you already have it, then maybe you, you got lucky and you came across a different Pokemon that you did want. You could take that one as well. So that's one aspect of it. Then there's the story mode, um, which that is broken up into three parts, and they do this fun little goofy title sequence every time it pops up. Uh, which is fun, but the three a- things you're going for in the story, the first one involves around this new Pokemon. Uh, I think it it's... Per- I might be pronouncing it wrong. Calyrex? Anyway, it's this weird little alien dude that has a deer face that also sits on top of a horse Pokemon. They're like two Pokemon that are bound together to be one Pokemon, which is kind of odd to me. I don't understand yeah. how that really works. Um, but then again, I guess Diglett is a real thing, and and there's all and yeah. like and, and execute and how do how does that stuff? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but they work independently. Also, isn't it just kind of weird to catch a Pokemon that is that is actually sentient? Because this thing talks to you. Like, isn't it kind of weird putting a Mewtwo in a Pokeball? That thing can have yep. full conversations. Yep, it is. Yeah, 
That's super weird. Anyway. Is that, isn't that the thing with Rotom as well? I, I guess that's another one, yeah. There's yeah, a few maybe. of them, I guess. Like, yeah. Mr. Mime is clearly pretty intelligent. Um, but he's not going to talk. He's not a squealer. <clears throat> that's right. true. You're right. Um, anyway, so one is about um, uh, uh, talking to Calyrex, and you go on this little quest for Calyrex, and you, you can eventually catch Calyrex. Uh, the other one is finding all the Reggie, or Reggie, however you pronounce it, Pokemon, and, and you can catch each of those. Um, and then and get almost every single one of them. Although um, you, there is one that has two forms, and you can only get one of them, so you have to like trade to get that other one. And you need all five to get the last one. So I'm kind of mm. stuck. I can't get that last one because I only have the one form. And then there's also the three uh, original legendary birds are back with new forms, and they look real cool. And they're flying around the area. Uh, in all the wild areas one is in the crown tundra's wild area one is in the isle of armor's wild area and another is in the original games uh, like pokemon sword and shield original game i mean that one's wild area so you need to kind of go outside of the dlc to find all of those so there's, there's a bunch to do the wild area is pretty good and it's pretty big which is really nice to see but there's just oh there's that's even more than that because there's this whole system of like following all these tracks which actually kind of sucks to do because you have to find 50 tracks. Luckily, there's more than 50, and they're pretty close together, but still, you got to find 50 tracks. Um, and that that gets you the, like, deer-ish kind of looking Pokemon from... I don't even remember. Um, I, there's so many like Pokemon. Stantler? No, that's not... It's a legendary one. We're talking legendaries. Oh. They, they put all the legendaries in this DLC. That's kind of the big takeaway here. Well, the, the deer ones from X and Y, so it's not it's not those ones. Um, I think it, they might be from Black and White. Someone just said one of them. There's like oh, three yeah. of them. Maybe they're not deer. Um, I just I'm assuming they're not dogs because there's already the three dogs. There's a there's a lot of Pokemon. Did you guys know there's a lot of Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Someone in the chat just said them. Uh, Terrakion, Ver- Verizion, and Cobalion. You guys didn't remember those three? Come on. Nope. I've never heard I of them. I did a great job honestly. of uh, describing them. I've never anyway. heard of them. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just kind of cool that you have access to all these legendaries. And what's really nice is when you're battling them, if you accidentally kill them, because it's really easy to do, they're not just gone forever. You can just battle them again to try and catch them. And that's just great. That's that's really nice because yeah. I don't have all this time in the world to keep turning yeah. my game on and off <laughs> uh, like I had to do in the past. Um, so Crown Tundra is really cool, and I'm slowly leveling up this Cub Fu I got from Isle of Armor, um, uh, and then I'm going to go back and play Isle of Armor. But Isle of Armor was just a bummer because I hit such a wall. There's no walls in Crown Tundra. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. And and the the raid adventures, I didn't think I would really be into that, but kind of just playing online with randos who are sometimes idiots, like, <laughs> you're going down the path, and you're like, yo, guys, we have most likely a Moltres at the end of this. We, we at least know it's a fire type. Why do you keep picking to fight grass types? Like, <laughs> we're going to end up getting there, and and you can't heal your Pokemon unless you have, like, a healing move. So at some points, you do have to swap them out for these other tiered Pokemon that you're fighting beforehand so that you have a fully healthy Pokemon. It's like, by the end of this, we're all going to have grass types. Stop picking a grass type. We're about to fight a fire type. Like, <laughs> st- 
all I'm assuming is it's a lot of people being like, oh, I like dragon Pokemon, so we're going to keep going after dragon. But dragon's not good against everything. <laughs> sometimes you got <laughs> sometimes you got to pick a water type. I know we can all tell it's a Starmie, and who doesn't have a Starmie? But we're about to fight a Moltres. A Starmie's going to be real helpful, guys. And clearly, <laughs> don't you want the Moltres? I don't know. But there's no way to talk to these people because it's a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, I hope they cool. do. Yeah, it is cool. I hope they do more DLC. I hope they don't just stop here, but I'm assuming they're just going to put out like a re-release of Diamond and Pearl or something and then forget about yeah. this game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I liked Diamond and Pearl. I like Crown Hunter. Yeah. That's a cool one. Um, I played a couple cool. other games. <clears throat> Real briefly, I played some Scourgebringer. Um, mm-hmm. That game is cool. I'm not in the mood for another uh, roguelite right now. I, I just I don't want to invest all that time into another roguelite right now. But that's a cool game, and it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, I would recommend playing some Scourgebringer. Sure. Um, especially if you like really fast action, like you can attack in the air, so you stay in the air, so you never a have lot to of platforming too. Like some real fun kind of platforming stuff. Scourgebringer is a cool game. I just I'm not in that mood right now. Sure. Um, a game I'd like to talk a little bit more about is Carto, which just came out. This was like a humble published game, which I yeah. kind of forgot they, they were still publishing games. Um, uh, this game is really cool. The aesthetics are really nice. It's everything looks like it was like hand painted. Uh, mm-hmm. Really nice aesthetics. And it's it's a puzzle game where the world is set up on a grid and and you have access to the square that you're in or other squares you've found. But when you hit Y, you can see everything you've had access to, and you can pick up each square, move it wherever you want, and rotate it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically being like, the person's like, okay, I'll tell you a puzzle I just did. I was walking through the forest, maybe two squares of, of forest-looking squares, and I come across an owl that drew a circle in the ground. I opened up my map and I realized, oh, the past few squares all had like a right, like a a corner of uh, a river, a river that was going from one corner um, or one side of the the square to another side. So it's like, you know, 25% of a circle. So if I pick up all the the places I just been, rotate them around and make a circle, then a new person pops up in the middle of that circle. And now I can proceed. It's really cool. Like, all the puzzles are like that. You're constantly having to pick stuff, moving around. Like, you walk from one square, pick up the one behind it, rotate it, put it in front of you. They do a bunch of interesting stuff with that. All the while doing this kind of cutesy game uh, where you're kind of exploring the world. You, you fell off, like, an airship and yada, yada, yada. Um, I would recommend it. It's something kind of unique that I haven't seen before. Um, and actually, just before this, I was playing it through the new up the Xbox app. The Xbox app's new update where you can remote play on your ios device okay so so what that does is i i had my ipad set up bluetooth to an xbox one controller and i was playing my xbox worked perfect like almost perfect the one issue the the audio was kind of crackly um cool that was really cool near the actually near the end of my game um, the, the graphics started going super bananas as if you were watching like a Netflix show and the, the bit rate like just dropped and it's, it's getting all deteriorated looking. It turned into that for a little bit. I don't know what caused that, but up until that point it was running fine. 
no lag whatsoever. Um, and for a puzzle game, that that's totally going to be fine for me. Um, so that that is just cool. I had a lot of trouble getting it set up, and, and I finally did get it set up. The one, actually, the one issue I, that did not work is I can't open the guide for some reason, mm. um, which means I can't switch games after I go into a game. It also means I can't turn the Xbox off because I can't hold down the Xbox button and have the overlay to turn the system off. Uh, which that's what you have to do. You can't just like navigate away from uh, the app because it'll leave your Xbox on because your Xbox does actually physically turn on. So you have to turn it off th- through the app. So that's why I had to get up just before a thing to go turn something off in the other room was my Xbox. Um, I, I, from what I understand, that's not supposed to happen. You're supposed to be able to use the guide. I don't know why you wouldn't. You're you're literally just kind of remoting into it. Um, but I couldn't get the Xbox uh, button to work through. But it was kind of cool anyway. Cool. All right, that's all I've been playing. What about you, Paul? Uh, this is going to be pretty short. I you playing Ghost of Tsushima made me to jump back into it. Hell uh, yeah! It's impossible to say where I am because I'm doing literally everything on the map as I move towards things. I'm about well, ten hours in, this. and I've done like which? Yeah. What act are you in? I'm still in Act One. Like okay. I'm not kidding. I'm literally doing everything. No, I get. It. I totally get it. I did, I did a lot yeah. of the stuff too. It's but huge. That. That narrows Huge. it down a bit. It, it gets so much bigger. Like the the map gets yeah. so much bigger. Well, this is only like part one of three or four, right? Of the map, just in general. So. My guess is there's three acts based on kind of how the map sure. looks. Yeah, guess. sure, that know. makes sense. Uh, that game is totally fun, but I still like it is an open world game. I have to be in the mood for an open world game, and then I pick at it, and then when I do, I absolutely love it. But uh, I'm not yeah. in any rush to get it done. One thing I do kind of like about to kind of go against that whole open world aspect of it is the the story missions are like are usually really cool. Something like pretty like like enjoyable and, and narrative heavy really happens in those missions. So if, so it's kind of a nice pace from doing the kind of open world just yada 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 side quest side quest and then boom. Oh, here is a narrative focused ass thing you can do right now. And it's going to be cinematic as hell. And I, yeah, those are those are cool. I just want more fox dens. They're so cute. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere, man. You can pet the fox. Got to pet the fox. Uh, so yeah, back into that. Uh, the other thing, I guess, this week is that Rainbow Six Siege has its Halloween event going on as of a couple days ago, as of Tuesday of this week, called F- Sugar Fright, F- something like that. Yeah, Sugar Fright. Um, and this is, as was rumored and guessed a few weeks ago, this is a Muppet-based thing where one of the operators ate too much candy and fell asleep and is having a nightmare. And the nightmare is a game of 5v5 Muppets of the different operators killing each other on a new map to steal their candy and gain points. What this means realistically is this is kill-confirmed mode from Call of Duty in Siege, which means it's okay. terrible because siege has no running gun siege's gunplay is not set up for fast action like this is and uh it the things that make siege pop which are the attacking and defending thing don't exist at all there's only four or five different operators you can choose from on either side and it doesn't matter anyways because you don't use their gadgets at all and they're all given the same loadout of guns between three different assault rifles to um, different pistols and grenades 
So it is literally just a completely stripped down bad Call of Duty mode in Siege. I'm assuming because there's only five characters to pick from um, uh-huh. that this this kind of solved the problem. But they, they've done similar stuff to like this with Apex where they try and put a different game style in there. Um, yeah. But they in those ones, they didn't limit which characters you can play as. So it just kind of be like, well, this character's alt doesn't really do much if you don't have a team. So no one's really going to play this one. Is, sure. is that kind of present or is it you said they took away all their abilities, right? Yeah. The only reason you pick a character now in this mode is because you like how they look as a Muppet. OK, there's no difference between them at all. No. Sure. OK. Down to the gun choices. It's literally the same choices of guns. For right. all of them. Uh, so the Muppet looking stuff is very awesome and I love it. The game mode okay. is fucking trash and I'm done with it after an hour or two. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just a Halloween event. Like, it's it's not... It's okay. There are other Halloween events were okay, though. This is just bad. Okay. Yeah. So, it's a bummer. But better than uh, no Halloween event, though, right? Yeah, kind of. I also kind of enjoy... That this they went the different way because last year they had their like skins and stuff for Halloween were kind of disgusting and disturbing and weird and stuff. This year, like I kind of like that they went the other way where it's like they're Muppets and it's still creepy because they're just like these weird dead eyes looking at you and they have guns and shit. But they're also kind of cute and I kind of like it. Uh, That's all I've been playing. All right, let's do some news. Some stuff happened. Uh, Paul, why don't you start off with what you put in here? Yeah, Cyberpunk was delayed again, so they pushed it back until December now. This is the fourth delay since they said they were going to launch this game back in April of this year. Um, Those poor developers must be like literal skeletons changed to their desks at this point. Yeah, this is a weird thing, too, because... um, the reason why it's delayed isn't because the game isn't done. On the contrary, it's ready to go on PC. It's because they have, like, I think they said 12 versions of this that they have to, like, patch for Gross. every different iteration of it. Yeah, I guess that would make sense at this point because there's, there's a few versions for each console and everything now. And that's going to be even yeah. more with the next gen, with the next ones and whatnot. Um, I did also add to this one uh, uh, some more context uh, that during a conference call, the CEO stated that the PC version of 2077 is ready and that it plays well on next gen systems too. The company is currently focusing on publishing on polishing current gen versions. I wonder yeah. if the game just be, kind of became so much that they're just having a hard time reining it in. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's it. 100%. Sure. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, also, uh, I misspoke nine versions of it. So Xbox One slash X compatibility for xbox series s and x uh playstation 4 and pro compatibility with 5 uh pc stadia um yeah so they have their work yeah wow so yeah i'm you would think the stadia one would be pretty similar to whatever the highest end one is but just a pc version one that I would think, yeah. yeah. Or you, I would think it's even better because they have all the power in the world. Like, they don't have to be restrained <laughs> by, like, any of what you have, right? 
Well, I mean, they just have to put it on a ser- whatever server Stadia right. runs it, from. Inside of Google's giant server. Like, I w- yeah. that's, that was the promise of Stadia is we're going to give you the best of the best because we're Google. Look at well, look at the power we have. I bet they have to do some dirt- certain different things so that it works better with netcode, though. Sure. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm sure there's work on all of this. Uh, do you have the new date up, by the way? The new date is December 10th. Yes. Is that the same day as Phoenix Rising? No, December third, third week before. Right. Um, I guess that's the Christmas game, right? Like, yeah, I guess now, Christmas, yeah, that's the game you play over Christmas break. Um, so, other things to do with this: uh, this Cyberpunk is no longer considered for the Game Awards at all. So, Jeff right. Keighley said that that's not going to be part of it at all anymore. Right. He um, said that that was the same with uh, Smash Bros. Yeah. So it'll be next year's game of the year on the next year's game of the year. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially with all COVID, they're planning. So have to plan so far in advance for that, for having a show, which I know they're they're planning to do. I think they have a date already. I I don't have it on the top of my head. Also, it's brought up the fact that um, even though they're pushing it back, it's not relieving crunch period. In fact, it's making it worse for a lot of them. Oh, for sure. So. It's uh, brought that into more light, I would say. There's people writing more and more about how cyberpunk is becoming this giant thing that, like, it's kind of maybe ruining some lives right now <laughs> until it's out. Right. I mean, that's the thing that is the, is the same with every game. Uh, anytime something gets delayed, it's never so they can stop crunching. It's so they can continue to crunch to get it Crunch done. harder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wish it was the other way around. I wish it was like we're going to take six months so that our employees can have family time as well as create a game that's good. But it's yeah. never that. I mean, if if it was the other way around, they would say it. And I'm pretty sure we we yeah. have heard a couple times. Like, was that the case with um with Animal Crossing with that delay? Didn't they come out and say so we don't have to crunch? Yeah, I I can't. Yeah, I think there was another okay. one. Good for them. Um, but because yeah, why would you not champion that if you could? But, so. Totally. Yep. Totally. Okay. Um. So I'll just say the ones that I grabbed are basically from the Discord. So a lot of these are pretty much the community ones. Uh, which is why you'll understand why I wouldn't grab this one because I don't care. But there's a free software update for Super Mario 3D All Stars coming where you can invert the camera controls. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, mean, I appreciate that, but I can definitely yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the game. That's why I don't care about it. <laughs> so, but I mean, um, yeah, no, definitely add more options like that. That's super good. Also, it is free. Uh, I feel weird that I even have to say that, but it is a free update. Um, This one, the next one. Wasn't. Right. The next one uh, is the Nintendo Direct Mini Happen uh, Partner Showcase for October. Right. I watched this before we went live, so this okay. is very fresh in my mind. I played one of these before we went live, uh, but let's go through it. Yeah, um, so this article specifically doesn't have them really in order, but I'll try to do it as best as possible. It started off with Bravely Default 2. Um, yeah. Coming out February 26th. I thought the voice acting sounded bad. Like, I was surprised yeah, how yeah, bad Yeah, that's it on par. That's on par with Bravely Default, I feel. 
I guess I don't remember, but Maybe. I was also probably playing those games with the volume off. Um, yeah, I think this was one of your train games, so. I'm sure it was. Uh, that makes sense. It sounded so bad. <laughs> so. Anyway. I kind of like how this game looked. Okay. Honestly. I, can, I think Did, it did you play any deep. of the Bravely, Bravely games before? No. no, none of them. They're they're they've got good aspects to them. There's some bad about them, but like the core gameplay is solid. Yeah, yeah. and so, they're always yeah. like separate and distinct. So you probably could play two. I don't. Is it is it an actual sequel? Like uh, story wise, uh, so far it doesn't look like it. Yeah, so I mean, if you wanted to jump in, you probably are totally fine. Um, I, I for whatever reason, these games are so forgettable for me. Like I've played through both the last two, and I couldn't really tell you anything that happens in those games sure i remember bravely default very <laughs> clearly uh bravely second i never finished but like yeah i finished they're all right. i finished both of them i can remember bravely defaults ending like the twist on it a bit yeah but even that i'm having a hard time remembering exactly what it was about it i remember it had a twist i can i can tell you that um also the old harvest moon games now known as story of seasons that new uh, sims farming sim series uh that they showed a little bit of the uh switch version coming out in march next year pioneers of olive or something olive yeah Island. pioneers of olive olive is uh, the, the the place wait do, yeah this this line here the latest in the farming sim series previously known as harvest moon uh, do they not make harvest moon games anymore do they like change they, the name they, so here's the thing uh this is the complicated thing about harvest moon uh the original games in Japan were known as Story Seasons Harvest Moon. That was the original game. And then that was de- developed by original team. Uh, uh, the first couple games we got over here, like the GameCube ones, the Game Boy Advance ones, those were all the same Harvest Moon lines. And then somewhere along the way, uh, the license got moved to a different company in North America. So the game, the games, as a result, changed their name because Natsume wanted to keep the original title of Harvest Moon. So the the yeah. games that are now known as Harvest Moon, after, like I think like DS onwards, are a different series, and the games known as Story of Seasons are done by the original Harvest Moon guys. They're just a different name. They also made yeah. Rune Factory. So Rune Factory, but it's the same like of style of game and genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's literally completely. just they have a different name. Yeah, it's really stupid, complicated. Yeah, that is weird. Yep. Uh, they showed. Immortals Phoenix Rising running on Switch looked fine. I heard uh, a lot of people not really kind of chomping at the bit for that one after the Stadia demo. No, I, I heard the Stadia demo was good. I also hear that Stadia demo is like four hours long. Like it's a sizable chunk. Um, oh, interesting. I'm uh, looking forward but, to that game. Yeah, that art style lends itself well to running on Switch hardware. So it looks sure. fine. Yep. It looks fine. Even though like it's obviously a little less powerful, it still looked pretty good. Uh, no More Heroes 3 coming sometime next year. I guess the big news here is No More Heroes 1 and 2 are available on Switch now. Yeah! So you, you can pick those up and uh, get ready for No More Heroes 3. Hell yeah. Um, so excited uh, so sh- to see No More Heroes 2 off of the, off of the Wii, finally. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then they showed some cloud gaming stuff. Uh, Hitman 3 is going to be coming to Switch because of cloud gaming, the cloud version, um, in January when the game comes out. Also, 
and this is the one that baffles me, but whatever. Control is coming yeah, to the Switch. Yeah, this is what I played. I play, you can play it for free for five minutes. So I was like, "Why? I want to see if how well this works." Which they've done this before, right? Didn't Resident Evil they do this in like Japan? Yeah, yes. Resident Evil um, PSO two, I think, has a version that's like this okay. on Switch. Yeah, no, I downloaded this and tried it out, and it ran totally fine. How does it look though? It it looks fine. Like it doesn't. It's not nothing is as, like the lighting isn't as great, obviously, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it looked fine. Like I didn't. I wasn't like this is ugly. Hmm. My only real gripe with it is just like having to always play it on a net connection, and I feel like the Switch's online net connection not always the best. I mean, I was just playing it in my apartment, so that was fine. If I mean, if you're not gonna be taking your Switch all over the place, if you primarily play it docked, what's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even docked, sometimes it has issues, so that's why I'm like, really? Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this was totally fine. I never had any kind of network thing pop up or or whatever saying anything was wrong. No lag whatsoever. No weird artifacting. Ran totally fine for me. Okay, sure. Uh, from the little bit of video, I think it looked ugly as fuck, but that's fine. Um, then there's their weird little, these are games that are coming to switch and it showed like a little bit of a few games, uh, Tropico six surviving the aftermath. And maybe most importantly for me, Griftlands is the one that I think I would like to play on switch because sure. yeah, uh, part like of shown there. Yeah, part-time UFO uh, was the second to last game they showed. I like part-time UFO. Knowing that it's ten dollars is a little hard to swallow for me, but uh, I'm. I mean, I I would do it. I guess if I wanted to play it, that's a cute little game. I'm and then the right fi- now. <laughs> and then the final thing is uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity uh, come in next month, and there is a demo now that you can. And your progress carries yeah. over from the demo, so. Yep. Right. Yep. Someone so just sent me like the, the spark notes of, of what story stuff happens. So, and then I'm good. Sure. Fair enough. Well, I've got news. There's this calamity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's in fact, okay. the age of it. Uh, next up, you remember a couple of years back, there was this whole kerfuffle about our loot boxes, gambling mechanics. And then I think it was just last year. Uh, EA went to court saying they're surprise mechanics because oh, they God. are getting in trouble from the Dutch court about their uh, unlawful use of gambling stuff in a product for kids, basically. Um, or as they say here, violating the country's betting and gaming act. The KSA believes it's crucial to shield vulnerable groups such as minors from exposure to gambling uh, they support the strict separation of between gaming and gambling, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, the courts ruled in the favor for the KSA, and EA is fined 10 million euros over loot box stuff, specifically for FIFA. All right. Say 10 million euros? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they've made <laughs> way more than that from FIFA alone. So this is probably just like, ah, well. They probably made 10 million euros from that kid that stole. There's actually a few, but um, there's all these stories of kids stealing their parents' credit cards and buying like literal thousands worth of dollars of FIFA shit specifically. So, yeah, man. Weird shit, but 
FIFA's a hell of they a drug. They got fined. <laughs> FIFA is hell of a drug. That's FIFA's true. a gateway drug. It is. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I just thought this was funny. Somebody sent yep. this to me. Uh, there is an Xbox fridge. Yep. That you could. Buy. I think this is incredible. This is this is brilliant marketing, by the way. I uh, I think the weird green glow when you turn it on is gross, and that would make every bit of food <laughs> look bad. <laughs> yeah, um, I do like that. There is another. There's an Xbox in the fridge. Um, yeah, and. And the the choice, what they've branded some a lot of the food stuff with was were fun callbacks. You know, they had the uh, Gears of War tomatoes, and then you hear Marcus say his tomato line. Um, there's so much Monster Energy drink in here. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's green. Gotta stay on brand. Yeah. Every morning uh, I wake up and I and I pound two monsters and a gallon of milk before yeah. my morning meeting. God, God. You have to put the Xbox in the fridge because it's overheating. <laughs> yeah, everybody that buys an Xbox will be given a fridge to cool it appropriately. Uh, Devil May Cry 5's uh, Virgil DLC, for people that are not going to get it on the next-gen systems as part of the special edition of DMC 5, uh, will be getting it December 15th for about 5 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. Not too bad. That was that was like my biggest concern. Was like, all right, are we not getting the uh, that? Yeah, we're just getting yeah. it about a month later or so, a little less than That's a month later. So. That's not that bad. Not bad. Uh, following the trend of people leaving Blizzard because apparently Blizzard is garbage for people, I guess now. Uh, David Kosak, who is one of the big writers on Warcraft stuff, specifically Hearthstone uh, stuff, recently left after 12 years there so another i wonder if he's gonna go to that um that new studio of x blizzard people yeah i'm wondering that too he just said that he's going off to another opportunity or whatever so he hasn't really said what's happening yet but another veteran uh gone down so we'll see what happens in more uh blizzard news this week as in i think two days ago there was supposed to be the uh, Shadowlands expansion released. I personally didn't know that it was pushed back, so I logged in and was like, oh, this thing's not out yet, and I had to look up an this article is, uh, about it. This is for WoW, by the way, for those... This is for World of Warcraft. Now. Yeah. Um, and they just released, I think, yesterday when Shadowlands is finally being released now, and it's November 23rd. So Did a they month say why delay. it was delayed? Or? Um... Doesn't I'm going to guess COVID. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured as much, but you never know. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying that's my guess. Uh, I don't see the reason in this article. They say we've used the time to polish the expansion and shore up the end game, overhauling the combat and rewards in the mall, which is a thing that they're including in here, reworking the covenant systems, blah blah blah. So I guess just tightening stuff up is what they're saying. So yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so what else? All right, these are the ones I put in here so I I can take over. Uh, Ubisoft kind of did an update and delayed some games, um, specifically Far Cry 6 uh, and Rainbow Six Quarantine are now going to release after April 2021, um, so outside of this fiscal year. 
Um, they okay. also kind of gave an update on. So here's the games that are coming out in this fiscal year. Um, so I thought I would run through those so we can all just make sure we're up to date. Uh, they got Watch Dogs. Uh, oh, I played 15 minutes of Watch Dogs, by the way. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. how were those 15 minutes? Game of the year. No, I don't know. I didn't I didn't bring it up because I haven't played enough, but I'm not hearing great things. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Assassin's Creed, obviously. Uh, Just Dance 2021, okay. Immortals Phoenix Rising, and then they have the Prince of Persia remaster in January and that Riders Republic game in February. That's what right. Ubisoft is doing in the next, in this fiscal quarter. Right. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, uh, there's some kind of Assassin's Creed property happening with Netflix. Oh, okay. <clears throat> a Netflix original series. It's a live action series. Uh, the other, also the quote I'll read here is the deal for Assassin's Creed will also also see Netflix and Ubisoft mine the game's trove of stories for other live action animated and anime series based on the global franchise. Sure, uh, which, I mean that mm. just makes me say I need to watch that movie still. Yeah. I heard that movie commits the biggest sin and that it's just boring. It's not bad or good. It's just boring. Yeah, I, I never ended up watching it. I'm surprised I didn't watch it. That seems like something I definitely would have watched. I like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, and you uh, like Assassin's Creed. I, I like I've played an Assassin's Creed game or two. That is true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play this new one. Um, Does not confirm that he likes it. Just that he's played them. <laughs> <laughs> I played Ghost of Tsushima. That's basically an Assassin's Creed game. I, I like some Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Anyway, sure. Why not? Who yeah. doesn't get a Netflix deal at this point? Yep. Um, Destruction All Stars. One of, I think, only three exclusive PS5 games that were going to come out at launch for the PS5 has been delayed mm-hmm. through Great. February. <laughs> Which I think now means the PS5 will have two exclusive games on it. One of which is Astro's... Um, is it Playroom? What is it? Yeah, Playroom. Yeah, Playroom. The pre-installed one that everyone gets. And the other one is Demon's Souls. Those are the two PS5 exclusive games. I'm so mad because one of them might buy fucking sell a console is to me. Is it a system seller for you? <laughs> I'm so angry. I hate it so much. Uh, so Destruction All-Stars was a full $60, $70 maybe? I don't remember. That was a full-priced title. It is being pushed to February and will now be a part of PS Plus. Okay. Which, Neat. that game looks like it should have been a part of PS Plus. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of good. PS Plus, they're actually going to swap that game out. In November, they are adding Bug Snacks, so I'm super excited now, because I was definitely going to pick this up on the PlayStation 5, and now it's PS Plus. Hell yeah. God damn it. I'm talking Bug about Snacks. Bug Snacks. Uh, confirmed in the chat, it was a $70 title. Um, All right. Hell yeah, Bug Snacks. Hell yeah, that developer's awesome. Um. Anyways, it's going to be part of the PS Plus collection, which we have the full list of now. So if you have PS Plus, uh, you will be getting access to, and I'll just read down the whole list, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet & Clank, The Last Guardian, Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, and from third party, Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Black Ops 3, 
Zombies Chronicles Edition. If that means something to someone, great. Uh, the Crash uh, Trilogy, Fallout 4, uh, Final Fantasy 15, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7. That's a good amount of really good games. Uh, yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, if you missed the PS4, that's great for you. For me, it's like I'm getting access to like one or two games that I missed, maybe. Like, um, but again, yeah, I, the Last Guardian is the only game listed here that I don't have. So yeah, but I'm yeah, not me, the it's like well, I guess I could play Days Gone if I had if games stopped coming out. Uh, I bought Days Gone on a sale for like five bucks. So. I've, I've seen that game pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all these games—they're these are old games. They are old games. Yep. A lot of them are like greatest hits, so they're extra cheap. Yada yada. Yep. Um, the big news here is that we now get bug snacks, so that's exciting. Sure. Uh, also, so that's PS5 only though for uh, for PS Plus. The collection? No, I no, no. For um, PS Plus uh, in November. Specifically, the other everybody else gets Shadow of War and Hollow Knight. As yeah, I don't think Bugsnax is coming to the PS4. Bugsnax is coming to the PC. Right. What I'm saying is that if you have a PS4 and not a PS5, you do not get Bugsnax in November for PlayStation Plus. You get Shadow of War and Hollow Knight, though. Still, I believe that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can you claim it though? Even if you don't have a PS5. That I, don't I believe know. you can. I think you can claim stuff yeah. for your account still, and and it'll be you should. So you should probably do that, and for when you eventually get a PS5, if you have. Yep. That, yeah. All right. Um. And a bit of info came out. Uh. Jim Ryan did an interview. Uh. He said a couple quotes. I just wanted to read here to to, to so everyone's updated on how the PS5 is doing. Um. He says that the company has pre-sold as many PS5 units in the first 12 hours of availability as it did in the first 12 weeks for the PS4. Jesus. Wow. All right. Hmm. Um, and uh, oh, what was I going to say? That stat is just specific for the U.S. Uh, okay. There was, a, I thought there, were, there was a couple more. Let me look through this thread real quick. I guess not. But anyways, PS5 is hot property. People are buying it. Yeah, I think also just before we like move on, because this is kind of the last PS5 news, um, systems have gone out to reviewers and stuff and people have been talking about it. Apparently that controller is fucking amazing, can, uh, people are saying. like yeah. I can't remember who, but somebody at a publication was quoted as saying something like, there's two next-gen systems, there's only one next-gen controller coming out though because like that i mean i guess that actually does make sense there's nothing new for the xbox really right um, but apparently that but i have heard like it something special that people very are saying, cool so. yeah the rumbles apparently real cool those triggers are very cool i'm excited to try it out and astro apparently is like the tech demo to show off the controller mm -hmm. which is great because that's i'm excited to play astro like I, yeah that's it astro is a good game yeah so uh that was weirdly exciting to me to hear because i heard that from like people who just kind of don't talk about little shit like controllers anymore <laughs> so well, i think that was also because um the embargo for talking about the embargo was up for talking about the unboxing 
as well as the controller so it's just there's so little they can talk about they're going to talk about what they can and one of those is the controller so that may have also kind of been it. oh maybe yeah um all right gears of fire gears i guess gears five not gears of war five gears five is getting a more content later this year it's getting new game plus it's adding batista into the campaign so from what i understand they're just swapping the model of marcus out and now batista is doing all of that yeah, Which but it's also the dialogue. Cra- He's also all the dialogue is replaced with him. Right. That just seems crazy to me. Like, what? <laughs> this is this character was doing this stuff now. Why not? Um, sure, I haven't seen that before, but yeah, okay. Um Operation Five brings versus changes. Okay. And then there's also gonna be story DLC, which is coming. This tweet says later this year, which seems crazy to me, because it's like November already. You think we would have known about some de- story dlc but anyway i'll play some more gears 5 story content sure i will not play through it again as batista sorry batista poor batista i i mean hey i like i like um guardians of the galaxy that's i mean i do like that that's not the one i was gonna say what is the what is the cyberpunk one Harrison Ford. Oh, Blade Runner 2049. I like Blade Runner 2049 as much as the next 2089, whichever one it is. I'll just I'll just cut out that that gap where I couldn't remember the movie in in post and then I'll put the (laughs) podcast up. So, yeah, that makes sense. Like I got it. Yep. Um, Apex Legends is coming to Steam on November 4th. The Switch version is delayed to next year. Okay. November 4th is also the new season, so great time to jump in to oh. last year's game of the year also i didn't pull this but i thought it was kind of interesting no man's sky is getting a huge graphical update for pc because the next gen systems it was it was made for next gen anybody who has it is getting the free upgrade uh when they go to ps5 or xbox and it looks like really really nice now so another huge update from no man's sky crazy nice and yeah. for free that's great good for that man up to 4k like they complete overhaul looks really nice let's do some questions if you want to send a question in it's top down respective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's po box i'll read this first one from cody just for fun let's have everyone go in order saying a game they would like a remake of okay so i'm gonna okay and then the next person has to come up with something to ruin that remake. For example, Borderlands remake, but all NPCs are replaced with Claptrap. Oof. Okay, Sean, you all start. Right. A game I would like a remaster of? Yeah. Okay. Um, Osura's Wrath. Okay, John, you ruin it. Osura's Wrath, but no one yells. <laughs> <laughs> but they they uh they solve their differences they, yeah, with they words work out their problems instead of, instead of fighting <laughs> they talk it out that's really good right, okay john you pick a game you want to remaster god hand probably have to ruin it god hand um there's a oh. half second delay between every input this 
All right. That works. Uh, that does ruin it. Paul? A remake of... Oh, shit. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Snake Eater. Okay. They took out the ladder boss. <laughs> yeah, unplayable. You're right. <laughs> they, just, they just made it into a short thing of stairs. They figured no one wants to climb this ladder for this long. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny question. I like that one. The boss takes off the mask. It's also Raiden underneath. <laughs> oh my Every god. character was Raiden the whole time. Oh my god, after five minutes, you no longer are playing as big boss. It's Raiden. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy room. Alright, next question from Suku Suku. Oh no! A supervillain went back in time, killed Rob before he could ever be, leading up to a cascading effect in the video game market. Nintendo never established in North America. PlayStation never came to be. Microsoft stuck to computers. Console gaming as a whole just remained a niche Japanese thing for the longest time. Where would you be in this alternate world? That is a question. Wow. Um, I think I think I probably... I think PC gaming would have still taken off. PC gaming would have been the exact same. I played PC growing up. I'd be in the exact same spot without console stuff. Well, I think it would have, it would be like bolstered further. Yeah, more indie more stuff. People would just have would just have turned to the PC because they didn't have yeah. like Nintendo would be on the PC. Yada yada. Um, yeah, I'd probably be richer from all the consoles I didn't have to buy because <laughs> I had one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would probably be. More, a, I would probably know a lot more about PCs and and building PCs and gaming on the PC. I probably would have just put all that effort into PC as my thing. Sure. I would have gone outside more. That's pretty much the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get a computer till ninety eight. So like, or ninety? No, no, ninety nine, two thousand. So like, I wouldn't have had anything. Who knows where the fuck I would be doing? They would have gotten really into board games. Sure. Yeah, more tabletop stuff for sure. Uh, Rasterman writes in and says, have you ever used an item for so long that when people ask you how long you had it for, the answer surprises them? So he had like a, another thing that was added onto this. For him, it was something about like a pencil case that he had for six years or something like that. So My wife is surprised I still have a working phone after five years, so... <laughs> an item so long people uh hmm. the podcast i started in high school <laughs> yeah that's fair it's usually a good one i don't think i have any like i guess i still have like all my original systems and stuff and they still work fine because anytime they've broken down i've taken them apart i think the blanket i have I brought from when I was living up there. Like I think I had this blanket in high school, so I've had this this blanket for a while, and it's not like a sentimental blanket. It's just it works. It covers yeah. the bed. Yeah, I think I have a few blankets like that too that I had growing up that I just still have because why throw out a perfectly good blanket? 
I mean, I have this PC I've had forever, but I've been slowly upgrading the model stuff inside of it. But I got this PC in 2012, so eight years. Yeah. Uh, I would I say a, no. I have a Mario placemat that I had since I was four. It's, okay, that it's over, it's over yeah. there on my coffee table. That's that would definitely fit this. I don't think I have an item that surprises people when I say how long I've had it, though. What about one like that you use though, as opposed to just like a? I'm I'm keeping this because it's so old. You know what I mean? I mean it's on my coffee table right now, so it is still being used. Okay, yeah, sure. That, I think that counts. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm using my blanket, so that's probably like the oldest thing. VGC Kenny writes in Persona Five Royal. They added some new songs to the soundtrack. Um including one titled I Believe, in my opinion, I Believe is probably the best song in the game. However, it plays as you enter the new palace on the final day before you fight the boss. This means that most people would hear the song for about 30 seconds as they warp to the boss room and go confront the boss. What other best songs in video games are hidden or easily glossed over? Oh my god, I'm trying to think of video game music now. SteamWorld... Oh, what was the latest quest? That was the latest one, the deck building one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The there's a there's a, like a the final boss has a few forms, and the second last part, I think the music in that rocked, and then the last form that you spend more time on was not as good. Oh, okay. Hmm. What are the best things in video games are hidden or easily glossed over? I like the fact that there's a secret ending in was it Far Cry Three where if where like the the main bad guy goes away and says, "All right, I'll be back in like twenty minutes," and if you wait those twenty minutes, you get the ending of the game. I think that's All hilarious. Right, sure. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Yeah, that secret ending. Good. Oh yeah, this is things, not songs. Best things in video games. Yeah. Oh, art assets doesn't have doesn't have to just be songs. Art assets. What? Art assets sure. are not cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, easily glossed over, like they somebody spent like a month coding something and making something look really, really cool so that you can run through it <laughs> in a minute. Like that shit happens all the time. For sure. Um can I just say like all of Titan Titanfall 2? Titanfall like, 2 so was many... very much like yeah, this is a cool thing. Like here is something super once. cool. Yeah, we're gonna use it once. We're moving on. Hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but we're we are not gonna let this get boring. Let's go. So just and they just keep doing that. There's like yep. eight parts in that game that are so cool and yep. different. I mean it's also this is it's kind of just like a hit like an Easter egg. What's what's the best Easter egg? And I always liked the the lost references back when that show was still on. In you know, Singularity, that X-Men Origins even has a lost reference, which is crazy yeah. to think of. Yeah, X-Men Origins has a few different Easter eggs that are kind of neat. There's a World of Warcraft Easter egg in there too. Like there's weird shit in that oh, game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a neat it. game. Well, aren't they both made by Raven? That's kind of why I it think was. So. Like the people at Raven Software before, before they made exclusively Call of Duty maps, they watched a lot of Lost. Yeah, and they made Singularity. Yep. And they made Singularity. Okay, Linebeck has two questions. First one: Sour candy, yay or nay? Yay. 
I, I'm a yes. I'm a yay. Uh, no. Well, it depends how sour. Sure. Like a little, a little bit. Sure. Too, uh, I'm not. Reese loves super sour candy. I can't do it. Super sour. Yeah, uh, that's true. I won't eat warheads. Like that's warheads. Too much for me. I used to do it. Yep. Yeah, warheads. Them. So you, you know guys, what? I'll say do nay. You guys know then. slush puppies? Yes. Yep. Slush puppies are like really bad slurpees. Like yeah. Someone offers you a slush puppy, say no. You don't want a slush puppy. It's say a no waste to slush of time. puppies. Yeah. Say no to slush puppies. We had a slush puppy machine in my school, and you would like squirt in the flavor and then fill it up with like the ice and, and the slush. But you could also squirt in the sour, and we uh, used to just drink that. Gross. Just oh, to, that's it's so It's like, how many do you do? I'm going to do 50 shots of sour slush. We're doing it. Oh, like, God. It was like a thing you would do. Gross. Hell yeah. All right. Second question. What would you say is the easiest way to convince you to try a game? Music normally does it for me, he says. Gameplay. Easiest way to convince like, What do they have me? to say about it? Like it has good gameplay? It, it's similar to X game or Y game. Okay. Honestly, the easiest way to convince me to try a game is to tell me it's free or has a demo rather than just like. Yeah, if you put it on Game Pass, there's a good chance I will download it at the very least onto my hard drive. Um, Yeah, if the art's really cool, like if if I see a short video or a GIF of something that looks real cool, I'll do it. But if you tell me like it's doing something like unique, that'll definitely pique my interest. Yeah, for sure. Um. You could also tell me the developer and some developers. I'll just be like, yes, I want to see what they're doing next. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> All right, John, why don't you take this next one? All right. Nico Troy sends in and says, what is a game that you played at least a year after its release that you were surprised you stayed spoiler free on? There's two questions, but we'll start with that one. Um, um until it was ruined for me i didn't play persona 4 until like three years ago and i had no idea what was going on in it and then it was ruined for me as i was playing it because of course i was yeah i actually don't know like the stories of any of the persona games so i'm still good on those um i'm trying to keep it to games i actually want to play otherwise i could just say random games <laughs> right um, yeah yeah the, for sure. the yakuza stuff i'm in the dark for so i'm, I'm very happy about that um, sure. I even don't know the full thing to um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm very excited to get back and play that before the sequel. Okay. I'm trying to think of what it is. Like I never. Oh, had- but hang on, this is a game that you did play at least a year after its release. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. none of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chrono Cross for me, since I beat that a couple months ago and never knew anything about the story. Okay. Yeah. I don't really play games that have been out for that long. I guess Horizon will be a good answer when I go back and play it. Sure. Maybe like Mass Effect 1. I went back to Mass Effect 1 and I didn't know what happened there. So maybe that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, second question. 
Uh, are there any games from your childhood that you've never been able to find again? Like an old PC game that you're only pretty sure actually existed. Yes, there is. Yes, I remember, too. I remember a game as a kid, specifically on the Mega Drive, that I played at my cousin's house where you're in a haunted mansion of some sort. There's different rooms that you explore. And every now and then a monster would come out of one of the like doors you could go into and chase you a little bit and then go away. And every time I try to look this up, I get results for like, I think there's a game literally called like Haunted Mansion or something. It's not that. Uh, I get a bunch of like Castlevania stuff. It's not Castlevania. Uh, I can't find this fucking thing no matter what. And I'm wondering if I'm getting it mixed up with like two different games in my head or something but it's been driving me crazy at least for 20 years <laughs> at least so yes i just got reminded of a game i played in grade four and five on the computer that we had in our classroom named mm-hmm. digger it was okay. a, it was yeah, it was a ripoff of uh, Mr. Do. Like you you dug around in the dirt picking up gems. You dropped money bags on monsters, and if you ate enough dirt, you had a fireball you could fire off. I just mm-hmm. remembered that, and I just of course it has a wiki page. <laughs> so I'm reliving that right now, but uh, <laughs> kind of in the middle of that crisis right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's like a bunch of Flash I, games I used to play too that I forgot about. I'm like I'm remembering them all now because I'm going through this question. Like Snowcraft, uh, oh, Comedy man. Central's website used to have a bunch of South Park Flash games yep. you could play. Yep, I played those. Uh, I definitely spent a good chunk of time on like I think it was just like Disney's Flash website. There was like a Tarzan game. Um, there were also you could go to like Wonka.com and it was just like Willy Wonka themed Flash games with like Oompa Loompas and shit. Holy shit, I played Digger. I just looked it up. <laughs> I recognize this shit. Nice. Weird. Okay. In that same respect, do you remember... I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's... Um, Reader Rabbit was one of the, like... Yeah, that's a classic. Edutainment ones. Uh, Jezball was huge. Jezball, yes. Jezball was huge. Sim Ant was huge for us. Uh, Sim Ant, I never played Sim Ant. I know it had a SNES version. I think I have it, but like I never played it growing up or at all, yeah. for that matter. Man, Jazz Ball, though. I'm going to download Jazz Ball. I always forget Rolling Thunder 2 for the Sega Genesis. I played a lot of, but that game just constantly leaves my mind. The one that's really like what is the name of this game? Was it even a real game or just some like flash game? It, it was on one of those like hundred arcade games on one disc things that I got. Cause, um, cause those are some of like the first games I played cause my dad just bought a couple of those. So I'd have a bunch of games and it was this weird platformer where your character looked like a, like a little red mailbox. Um, and it was called like arrow or arrow or something like that. And I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before because I specifically remember actually finding screenshots for it after we recorded one time. Um, but I can't remember how I even did that. But I played a lot of that game. <laughs> All right. 
Final Insanity writes, does Pokemon qualify as a collectathon? If not, what it is what is it missing to earn the label? So I say no, and the reason being is that Pokemon the whole reason Pokemon exists isn't just to collect them, because you can beat that game with one Pokemon. Specifically, yeah, specifically they uh collectathon usually is referred to like a platformer, so you have like you don't have to go through any extra process of getting things. Like you find things lying around that you just kind of grab without having to like go through menus or anything. You just yeah, like a Pokemon. Things. You find a Pokemon lying. Yeah, you got to go through a menu grab for it. that. You got to go through no, a whole process for that. I think the difference is that a collectathon gates progress based on how many things you've collected. Like you can't go in here until you have a hundred shines or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, Pokemon doesn't really gate you like that per se. Yeah, just like a bit. It's more of a Metroidvania if you really want to be like pedantic about it because you have to get different skills to open up new parts of the map. I want to say in one of the Pokemons, they would gate you. It was like if you were, if you hadn't seen enough Pokemon, like they would look at your Pokedex. Maybe, Maybe for like extra there. stuff, not for the actual no, game. No, I, I think he's actually right. No, I, I think, think it was the actual game. Yeah, there, I want to say this is one of the early gens. It's Gen 1 or 2 did something like that. You needed like 30 Pokemon before they would let you through something. I think it was literally like into a new area or they would to get an item like the bicycle. It was something like that. But I think you needed the bike. Hmm. A lot of people saying Gen 1. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think collectathons typically are are platformers. Can you I can't think of a collectathon that is not a platformer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't either. All right, easy question. Hebrew Lantern says, all cereal box characters, Toucan, Sam, Tony the Tiger, Lucky, etc., enter a coliseum. Only one exits alive. Count Chocula, he's a, he's a vampire. <laughs> I, see, I w- I immediately I'm thinking Tony the Tiger because that so dude was ripped. Yeah, I was gonna say and Tony, the, but I'm like, tiger? wait, no, there's like Count Chocula, Frankenberry. There's like monsters no, they wait, have to fight. So, one exits alive. Are they alive? Like the Ooh, Booberry. That's cheating, though. That's cheating. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. The other thing I was thinking though is like Lucky is magic. Like I don't care how yeah, strong true. you are, Lucky can actually. But his do his magic consistently fails in the commercials, though he constantly screws up his magic. That that's true. Right. Okay, so so Lucky's definitely out. Okay, so no who gets just completely out of, murdered? Out of the Beam. regular uh, mascots, Tony's definitely got the best chance. Like uh, Toucan Sam is probably in trouble, but he can also fly, so he might be okay. The Trix Rabbit is screwed. Yeah, fuck that guy anyways. The best tricks. the Trix Rabbit can do is make a costume that people figure out in like five seconds. What about Sugar Crisp Bear? He's dead, right? Like he's, he's just still a bear. He no, the honeycomb bee is also or the honey uh honey, no, Cheerios bee is also probably in trouble. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, list off a few bee. of them and I wanna I want I wanna yes or no if they're gonna do well, okay? Captain Crunch. No. He's there's no way he gets to bring his boat in. He's screwed. Even with a boat, what are you going to do? He can't lift up a boat. If he's got his boat, he's still got cannons. I think you could get around a boat. It's a boat not in the water. <laughs> you still get cannons. Cannons don't need water to work. 
I don't. I, I think. I don't think. I. I don't think he does good. What do you think? Yes or no? He does he do good? Game? I think he does bad. I think. But I'm yeah. just saying okay. he gets cannons. All right. The cuckoo for cocoa buffs bird. What is what is that guy? Oh yeah, no, that guy's worse than Toucan he's, he's Sam. Done. He's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's Toucan done. probably betrays him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fred and Barney Flintstone. Oh, they're fucked. They're strong because they're cavemen, they, but yeah, they also strong. they're they're Remember regular how strong humans. They are? I don't think they do very well. I think they I think they do better than most of the regular mascots until we get to like Tony onwards. Sure. Sure. Okay, Go- the bear from Golden Crisp. I gotta look that one up. I don't remember Golden Crisp. That's not, that's not the like Sugar bear. Crisp bear. This yeah. I looked up this list is, is says Golden Crisp and there's a bear. That is the same bear. Okay, it's just, sh- it's just Sugar name. Bear. It's probably because they didn't want the name. They want sugar in the name, right? Okay, Snap Crackle and Pop. I you can put them all in one. I will accept that. No, they're screwed. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, they're. They're they're, they're already perfect. small as it is. They're like they're they're like child size or like the keyboard small, elves kick the shit out of them, so they have no <laughs> chance. <laughs> I, th- I think okay. There's what it, what's the the frog? Honey smacks smacks the frog. Sugar what's smacks. That Sugar smacks. I don't think he does very well. So is it just come down to like Count Chocula versus Tony the Tiger? I mean, don't forget like Frankenberry and all those other monsters. I don't think I've ever seen Frankenberry. What is Frankenberry? I mean, he's, it's he's the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. Oh, I, I've never actually seen this. I've never oh, seen this guy. Okay. okay. Out of the three of them, what are the monster cereals? I can only remember a couple of them. Booberry is that one of them? That's yeah. Booberry. Yeah, Booberry. Like Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Fruit Brute, There's Yummy Mummy, and Booberry. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, I'm still out of those five. I'm going to give it either Frankenberry or Count Chocula. Though a ghost. Do you, well, do you again? I do you think a Frankenstein could beat up a tiger? I don't think so. Oh, oh yeah, no. Fra- Frankenstein could Frankenstein's monster could totally beat up Tony the Tiger, even a buff tiger like Tony. I don't like. He's slow. But like he's, he's got not a power, tiger. though. He's, so does a tiger. <laughs> and this tiger works out. So I think out of the monster cereals, it's Frankenberry. I don't think Frankenberry stands up to you. Frankenberry is the representative for Monsters Incorporated cereals. Kay. But I think he probably loses in the final fight. To Tony the Tiger? I think I this know. is. Count I, I guess Tony does Tony. know how to use machines and like sporting equipment and stuff like that, so he could just bring a gun. All right, let me I bring feel like this that's up against to you. The spirit, though, you can't the criminals from Cookie Crisp that break out of prison because I don't know they put they, they would in win simply because they would escape the arena and run away. That's They're the criminals. only reason they would win. They have criminal underground connections. They put but a hit thieves. on Tony that's the That's all there. They're, they're straight up thieves. There's a sugar bear, sugar crisp, sugar bear fucking head in Tony the Tiger's bed. He doesn't show up that day. That's what I'm saying. You can't escape. This is a fight to the death and nothing else in the world matters. Like this, one of these people have to die. There can only be one alive. I think that's, this is how it goes. Like no matter what, they will fight. They're not bringing guns. It is, 
you get you get what is part of you, what is part of your character. If you if you're a serial mascot with a gun, you can have a gun. But I don't see any of these. I don't think I think this comes down to can a vampire beat a tiger in a fight? I think I think the vampires got that one, honestly. Yeah, vampire can fly. He can fly. Vampire, like, it's like, what kind of vampires? Is it like the really strong vampires? Mm, I don't think Count Chocula looks like a strong vampire. Is this vampire, can they not be in the sun? Can Tony use that to his advantage? Hold on. Is, is, there is, is a Tony, sun? Tony's so fit and has so much stamina, he's going to stall the, the, the fight for 24 hours or 12 hours so the sun comes well, up? What's the, what's the weakness of a, of a tiger? A gun. You can't use a gun. A Count boulder. I don't know, man. Gun. Just generally dying. You know what? <laughs> I'm looking at Count Chocula properties over the years. He's never shown in the sun on anything, so I think he can't be in the sun. Ooh. So Ch- Count Chocula would have to bring him into like a building or something, right? Into a cave, some kind of some kind of shaded area. Or at least like have an umbrella or something, for sure. I think Tony is allowed to use sporting equipment because, like, I'm looking at a picture of him with a baseball bat. He is allowed to whack. <laughs> All right, Count if Chocula we're letting Tony with use a baseball, baseball bat. bat, then he's he got a pretty fucking huge it. advantage. He he is he's seen with it. It's part of his character. All I'm, it's I'm part saying, of all his I'm character. Is, all I'm saying is, if Tony the Tiger found a baseball bat, I am okay with him picking it up and hitting Count Chocula with it because because <laughs> that's what he does. I just saw a picture of Tony the Tiger with a bow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that tiger's gonna eat good tonight. He's hunting them all down. He could stake Count Chocula in the heart. Like, he now has the ability. Can we just think for a moment? It's a fucking tiger. They're one of the scariest animals in real life. (laughs) And this one could wear hockey pads. To reduce the amount of blows <laughs> to his body. <laughs> Tony the tiger, tiger definitely is, wins. This, this tiger is smart enough to actually put armor on yeah. when he gets in a dangerous situation. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now from a commercial still where he's wearing a fucking hockey helmet. He just covered up his most vulnerable part of his body. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tony wins. I think, I think Tony takes it. I think Tony takes it. I, I still think he wouldn't beat a Frankenstein's monster, but he would definitely be at least second place. Okay, all right. So we're all agreeing he'll beat Count Chocula? Yeah, I think so. I, assuming Count Chocula does not have full vampire powers and is just like a vampire of chocolate, then yes. <laughs> he, has, he has chocolate vampire powers. <laughs> They call me the cho- the vampire of chocolate. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. We should oh move on. Oh, my God. I don't even remember whose question's next. I don't know. <laughs> or who, who reads it next. I think, I think it's John, me. I think you're next. Yeah. Rinku ends us off with, with Age of Calamity's demo dropping. What's your favorite demo? Uh, what's that one for, I think it was Bulletstorm? Duty Calls? It was a it was a promo game that was not was that at for, all the game. 
I was going to say, was that for Bulletstorm? I thought that was just a that, kind of a separate was, random thing. On that the was internet. a thing. That was a promo game for Bulletstorm. <clears throat> okay. That was um, a good one. Uh, the obvious one is Stanley Parable. Crackdown. Oh, Stanley Parable. Because it's its own That's game, a great one. essentially. Oh, people asking, does PT count? Yes, it does. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say just Crackdown 1, just because of how much of a surprise that was for Halo 3 owners. Sure. Oh, PT is a good point too. PT was a demo. Yep. 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 Um, I really, really like the Metal Gear Solid One demo. That was like mind blowing back in the PlayStation days. All right, there's a bunch of demos. That's going to do it for the questions. Uh, if you would like to send a question for next week, it is topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Hades. Part <clears throat> uh, time UFO. I'm going to give it to Carto. Nice. And all right, if you're a Patreon subscriber, stay tuned. We are going to be going live with our Hades episode of TDP Plus shortly after this. Um, otherwise, uh, get excited for November because the winner is Mega Man 11. So we'll be playing through that next month and discussing it later on. Anyways, we will see you next week. Have a good Halloween. Bye, everybody. Bye.